Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to episode 45 of a Strange Thing Podcast. Strange Thing Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we're your hosts for this auspicious occasion. Not the auspicious yeah. occasion, but the auspicious occasion. Yes, auspicious. I don't know what that word means. I hear you say it sometimes. Auspicious? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a cool word. It sounds cool. Yeah. So what are we going to be talking about tonight, Austin? Oh, you know, like fashion and <laughs> stuff. Something really lighthearted, right? Yeah. Super <laughs> calm and just peaceful and fun. Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to take on a very heavy subject. Oh, boy. We're going to try to make it something that, even though it's heavy, that maybe there's a little bit of joy that we can bring out of it. Yeah. We're going to keep it light. I mean, you got to. I mean, this is a heavy topic. A lot of people, I would say... The majority of the people that are listening to our podcast right now are dealing with this in some way or know somebody who is dealing with this in some way. They've definitely encountered it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the reason we're going to jump into this is we're actually going to go somewhere with it, but we're going to start, we're going to start from the area where it impacts us personally. Yeah. And then we're going to work backwards to the more strange origins of how this might have come to impact us. Okay. Yeah. So starting with reality. We're going to start right here because, you know, I have a personal stake in this right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do you. I do. And uh, I figure, man, you know, I've talked to so many people that have personal stakes in this topic. Are we being cryptic for a reason? Yeah, we're going to get there. Okay. We're going to we're gonna tell people what it is. But, cool. but uh, yeah, we're being cryptic now because it's a heavy mm-hmm. topic. We're being mysterious. And if we, yeah, mysterious. And if we just say it, it's going to get a reaction from people. Mm -hmm. So I want to like eliminate or at least kind of minimize that reaction by talking about it in this cryptic way. I'm just going to say it real quick. Okay. Riboflavin. (laughs) Riboflavin. (laughs) Let's talk. Well, let's say this. This is still kind of cryptic, but it's Mm -hmm. 100% true. Let's say misformed protein molecules. Wow. That's yeah. close when I said yeah. riboflavin. Misformed proteins. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, but first, let's talk about it in a little bit different angle. All right. Okay. So we've mentioned over the last few episodes how I've been going to my hometown and living down there for a couple days almost every week. Right. And I've been doing that to help out my dad. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned that my dad is struggling with his memory and he's having a hard time. And he was diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not hes not in the later stages of it. He's probably in the mid stages. So he isn't aware necessarily of how much he's forgotten. Right. But most of what he forgets is the here and now. He remembers things from the past, but he doesn't remember what he did five minutes ago. Right. Ten minutes ago, two hours ago, two days ago. He remembers his favorite meal, but not when he had it last. Right, exactly. Now, I got to say, too, my dad's awesome. Mm -hmm. He is such a trooper. And when I go down there, he is happy. He's content for the most part. He doesn't act like he hurts. He's definitely a hunky-dory kind of guy. Yeah, he's very optimistic. And, you know, I guess there's a little bit of blessing in that because he doesn't remember how much he's forgotten. And if he does have issues where he thinks about something and he wonders about it, he soon forgets it. So there's a little bit of something there that's kind of, I don't know, what would you say? An anesthetic to Mm -hmm. the trauma that could be there if he remembered and knew what was going on with himself. I heard somebody say one time, and I think it's the cat's out of the bag at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our topic's going to be about this whole Alzheimer's and dementia thing. And the connection of, and, of more strange things with it. But yeah. we're starting here. But what I was saying before is I heard somebody say one time that um, their parents have Alzheimer's or something. And instead of taking it personally and thinking about how, you know, they forgot this thing in my life or our mm-hmm. kids or whatever, they just said, it's like being able to make their day several times a day. Yeah. Instead of, it's it's not, you know, you can show them the same picture of your kids mm-hmm. five times and yep. they're, they're still getting that same positive reaction. They get a, a, a joyful reaction mm-hmm. every time you show them. 
Yeah, it's true. And, and the inverse is true, too. And you got to be careful of this. Yeah. You do something or say something that makes them feel sadness. Mm-hmm. That will happen over and over again every time you tell them. Right. I have a lot of friends who have dealt with this topic in their close families, you know, their parents. I'm that age, I guess, where my parents are, are getting pretty old. Mm-hmm. And the percentage of people in their old age that deal with either dementia or Alzheimer's or some other kind of memory brain malady is quite a high percentage. Yeah. And I feel like it's going up. Like when I was younger, it sounds very insensitive, but like, you know, junior high and high school, Mm -hmm. like Alzheimer's was a thing where people just forget stuff and like, oh, you're you're senile, you're, you have dementia or, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of like you dumbed it down and it wasn't anything I've ever encountered. Right. It was just something we talked about maybe in like health class or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And then now it seems like just about everybody I know pretty close, I guess they have a, an interaction with this particular illness. Yeah. This particular disease, disease. this malady. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's weird because I, growing up, it was like, Never a, heard it. yeah, it was like, we talked about it once. It's a thing that can happen and then just yeah. disappeared. Yeah. You know, and it's a little different than like what I was raised with. So, you know, my grandparents, um, they lived into their nineties on the, on my dad's side. And when they got older, they had a little bit of, I guess you would classify it as dementia, Mm -hmm. where they would, you know, forget things and they couldn't remember what day it was, but they functioned really well. And, you know, they were in their 90s. And um, so they didn't have like what would be characterized now as a diagnosis of Alzheimer's. They would have like a mild dementia. And then my, on my mom's side, uh, my grandma, she, as she got older, she probably had a little dementia too. And it was kind of a strange thing, but at the same time, she wasn't really degenerative. It wasn't like she totally forgot that she was a human. Yeah. Um, she was able to function. She still did things, but she lived in a little world. Her world got smaller, but she lived fine in it. Yeah. Um, she would think she was going down to a cafe to have coffee, but really she was just walking down to a place at the retirement center where she lived. Mm -hmm. And to her, that was a cafe because she'd gone to a cafe and had coffee every morning of her life since she was probably 14. Right. And uh, so in her mind, that was what she was still doing. Which you'd think is kind of biologically beneficial. Yeah. Because the only reason I can take care of my son Bennett the mm-hmm. way I do is because he can't himself. Right. And he doesn't have the stubbornness yet to confront me on anything he doesn't like. You know, mm-hmm. there's kind of like his ignorance mixed with my ignorance it meshes. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, maybe, you, you know, at that point, you're going to not have that function. And I'm going to have that ability to step up and we'll, it'll mesh. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, it, I guess, biologically or by design, it works with degenerative and generative. Yeah. They kind of intersect mm-hmm. at multiple points throughout somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, forgetting that you're not at the diner makes you happy because you feel like you're at the diner anyway. Right. And then it makes it easier on your kids because they don't have to worry about you not being happy and etc. Right. Well, that's one thing about my dad that makes it such an, a blessing. It could be so horrible. But when I go down there, you know, he's pretty happy. Yeah. And he asks about things. He asks about you. He asks about mm-hmm. other people. So he hasn't got so far yet in this process that, that he doesn't remember anything. He knows right. who I am still. And if he does have Alzheimer's, that will degenerate more and more until finally he won't know me anymore. He'll just be kind of sitting there in a vegetative state. Right. Now, your great-grandmother on your mom's side had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And she forgot those things completely. Mm. She would sit and she would make noises, but she couldn't talk anymore. She couldn't communicate. And it was a really hard deal. Oh, yeah. Sounds awful. Yeah. So, you know, that's one thing. As we talk about this topic, I want to be really sensitive because I know a lot of people have experiences. So I want to be really sensitive for those. We're going to try to have fun, which sounds like it's impossible. But we're going to try to have fun. Well, we've got to bring joy in the areas where we can find it. We've got to bring it out. Right. And if that's just laughter or a smile, 
because there's nothing else you can do, then so be it. Right. Um, but, you know, I wanted to get into this topic because it is going to connect, maybe not this episode, but down the road, it's going to connect to our topics of other strange things. Mm-hmm. And mm. to clarify, the, the route we take, the, our other strange things, yes. they're not your typical route. And we're not making light of these things no. by, by taking that route. It's just in the spirit of a strange thing. You know, we take our seriousness pretty seriously, but <laughs> yeah. um, we don't want to make light of anything by yeah. our next avenue, and we're not going to... Yeah, it, We're dealing with this in our real life right now, so we're we're obviously not just dumbing it down to well, be like... Well, you know, honestly, if I, if I might say and be 100% honest, this is a therapeutic way for me to deal with what's going on with my family. What's going on with my dad, what went on with my mother-in-law, what went on with my grandparents. And it's a way for me, and as I see myself getting older, um, you know, I I wonder what's in store for me. And so this is a therapeutic way for me to deal with it. Right. And I want to think about it logically, but I'm a strange guy. I like strange things, but I'm also a happy guy. Right. And so I got to bring in joy and happiness where I can, and that's what we're going to try to do. Sweet. So you said that you think that the incidence of these kinds of maladies, of Alzheimer's and dementia, is much more than it was when you were a kid. I feel that way, but maybe it's just my awareness of elderly people and having, you know, my age group having grandparents that are, you know, getting up there in years, Mm -hmm. where when I was younger, my grandparents were like your age. You know, well, you're you're correct, um, and it could be that maybe we're just better at diagnosing now mm-hmm. than we used to be, or whatever. But the diagnoses of Alzheimer's, especially early onset Alzheimer's, which is Alzheimer's that develops in people before the age of sixty-five, okay, is off the charts. Hmm. It is it is crazy, and like in the United Kingdom right now, um, Alzheimer's is the number one killer of women in the UK. Really? The number yes. one? The number one. It, it kills more people than cancer. It kills more people than heart disease. Um, it's crazy. Wow. That's amazing. In men in the UK, it's the number two killer. Heart disease, number one? I think so. So where's COVID fall into this category? <laughs> I don't number know. nine million? I don't know. For this year, it might be the highest because everybody dies of COVID right yeah. now. Even though he had Alzheimer's, but (laughs) yeah, but what really got him was a yeah, I don't know. Okay, let's not go down (laughs) insert political, (laughs) let's not go down that rabbit hole right now. But you're right, it is a huge killer right now. And by the year 2040, they say Alzheimer's will be the number one killer in the world across the entire planet. Wow, more people will be dying of Alzheimer's than all cancer. That's combined. like a projection data yeah. thing. They like yep. take the past and... Yeah, in fact, I'll throw some of the links up on our website if you want to check it out. And it has some of that information in there. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. So it sounds terrifying. It is. It's scary. In like 2040, that's in 20... Well, that's in nine, well, 19 years. That's in 18 19 years. 19 years. 18 years, yeah. Well, yeah. 18 years in one day. In one day, yeah. We're uh, Tomorrow Christ- is uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. 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 <laughs> yeah. The eve of New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, so... We're going to see throughout the next 20 years, this is going to be a bigger and bigger deal. Now, one thing strange about Alzheimer's is that it's not treatable yet. All of the other things that people die of, heart disease, cancer, there are strategies to treat these things. There really isn't anything you can do with Alzheimer's. Right. There are drugs that say that might kind of slow it down or whatever. I don't know what that does. I've heard that although, before. Although, now this is a funny thought. Okay, let's bring out some joy here. I, yeah, I bring out the joy. There's and... actually an article that just this last couple of weeks that came out about um, treating elderly people with dementia and Alzheimer's with Viagra. What? That it actually is, it helps their cognitive function and actually it seems to be uh, kind of helping them to remember better and maybe even rolling back some of the damage to their brains wow yeah all that extra blood flow or something yeah something (laughs) 
but I also heard Viagra. I know this is a bad thing because I also heard that one of the highest incidents of STDs is in like wrinkle ranches. Now we're gonna give them all Viagra, and then oh boy, yep, <laughs> oh here's boy. a bag of condoms and a bottle of Viagra. This is so awful, but hey, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. That's a terrible recipe. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about something. Speaking oh, of the condoms. The older I get, it doesn't sound so bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. We were, uh, we were just talking about condoms. No, we weren't. You were. I, I In a way, <laughs> condoms yeah. came up, no pun intended, <laughs> in a conversation. Boom. And I'm, I'm sure people have heard this before, but what a terrible name for condoms is Trojan. Yeah. Uh. Because like, like the Trojan horse? Yeah. Yeah, it's it like, like a thing that... It did the opposite of what you were using this particular device for. It enters the gates and then lets all their buddies all out. All the little it, dudes get out. Yeah, that's not a good <laughs> metaphor. Like, Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, here we are! Where is the egg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. All right. Gremlin popped in my head. Let's go. Where is the egg? I thought maybe I was going to have to describe the birds and the bees to you again, how this works. (laughs) You had this blank look on your face. Cogs were just grinding. (laughs) Cogs were doing something. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, okay, let's go back. Okay, we're talking about serious stuff here. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Alzheimer's is going to be the number one. And I'm not talking about early onset. Early onset. Um, can start like in the 30s and it can go all the way to 65 but then you have alzheimer's that is diagnosed later in life and that's just called alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and those two together will claim more lives than any other disease or any other um reasons projection is yeah that's crazy by 2040 yeah yeah it's uh it's not fun to think about Mm -mm. but okay let's talk a little bit about alzheimer's what it is okay it, it's different than like some other brain maladies, um, but it has similarities to some things that are really awful diseases. So it's not really like drain damage related. No, what it is, and, and they're learning more all the time and they're starting to make connections and stuff. But what it is, it's a misshaped protein inside of a cell that is normal. It starts out normal. And then for some reason it folds in on itself. And then when it does that, it affects other proteins inside the cell around it. And then they fold and they create these masses called fibrils. Fibrils. Mm-hmm. I think they call them amyloids. Amyloids? Amyloids. So that's, what happens that's is... That's the name of these fibrils? Yeah. These okay. proteins clump together. They create a rigid mass that they call amyloids. Mm-hmm. And they basically destroy the cell. It's like an avalanche. It's like an exponential explosion. It's like they affect other cells and those affect other cells. Mm. And eventually, uh, the patient's brain and nervous system is affected and they they expire because they lose their ability to control their body. Hmm. And their brain cannot make the connection through the neural pathways to all of the important organs of the body. And so you die. And it's really a horrible, horrible death. I mean, people who have had Alzheimer's and watched their loved ones slowly lose their memories and then lose themselves. It's really, really sad, but it's a process that can take years. Right. And then there's like the early stages of Alzheimer's and then it progresses and then it gets worse and worse until finally they die. That process, that physiological process is still a mystery. They don't know why those proteins inside of a cell suddenly decide to fold over on themselves yes, kind of. and basically kind of activate. They deform and activate, and then they, they're not sure how all that spreads out to the other cells around it, Yeah, but it's progressive. Hmm. You know, some of it they think is genetic. Some of it could be environmental. You know, the, the food you eat, whatever makes you more susceptible to that. And you can get online and find all kinds of information some of it's disinformation. Yeah. People it, trying to sell products. Yeah. That cures everything. I mean, that's so annoying. Crystals. Crystals. I mean, everything. <laughs> and, you know, the cure to Alzheimer's. And it's just it's just taking people at their sickest for their money. 
Yeah, that's... De- They're no, most desperate. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I hate that stuff. That's the worst thing about, like, those telemarketers. Yeah. Is it's like, you worry about that, about, like, grandpa. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, uh, we need your bank account information because your car warranty isn't working. And he's like, oh, no, my car warranty. And then next yeah. thing you know, it's like, ooh, well, how we, terrible are people? Well, no, it's like the guy who came and sold my dad a vacuum. He doesn't even have carpet in the areas anymore. And hardwood. he's got central vac. He's got a central vac system. Which is better than a dorky little closet and vacuum. And sells them like a, what was it, a... $4,000 vacuum. Yeesh. We actually went after the guy and got dad's money back. Did you? We did. With a baseball bat? <laughs> I wish. I, you know, if I, I would have. But this was, you know, this was a while back. So this was when things, we were just starting to notice things weren't quite yeah. right. Yeah, we just were, we weren't sure what was going on. But, and he felt kind of dumb about it. I remember he felt like, like he hadn't made very good decisions. Right. So, but he was aware and then we were able to go after the guy, and and uh, he uh, gave us our money when we threatened to get the cops involved and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, we got his money back, and all was okay. But that clued us into something was wrong, a- along with the fact that my dad, who used to be a pretty good driver, got into a head-on collision mm. and totaled his car. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And we were like, "What? what is going on? And then we found out... That my dad, he owned a rental property and there was a family living there. And we discovered that they hadn't paid rent for a year and a half. Nice. Stand up. And then dad was kind of unaware of it. And we were like, what is going on with dad? Because he was like the biggest penny pincher. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. You, know, you remember the belt bargains? Belt bargains? Yeah, where you had to eat all your food. And if you didn't, you'd get the belt. I never got that. I was a grandkid. Well, he wouldn't really do it. He'd just threaten <laughs> you with it. No, I remember we'd go to Wendy's. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Random, like maybe a Saturday. I'll take you all out to Wendy's. We'd go to Wendy's and he'd harass some lady about a tattoo on her arm or something. Yeah. And then he'd say, you get $4. Yeah. You each get $4 for the dollar menu. Uh-huh. You get to pick wisely. Four items. Yep. It's like chicken nuggets, Anything. chicken nuggets, <laughs> french fry, frosty every time. Yeah. He used to do that with me too, but he'd take us somewhere and he'd say, okay, I'll buy your hamburger. Yeah. And you and your sister can split a fry <laughs> if you want a drink and or anything else. you buy your own drink. You're buying your own. <laughs> yep. yep. That's what he did. Yeah. So he was a penny pincher, but all of a sudden he wasn't aware of his, you know, his money and people that owed him money and... And then uh, you remember your uh, second cousin, Russell. <laughs> Call, shout out to Russell and Kelly if you're listening. Yeah. But he's uh, just cousin-in-law. Yeah, cousin-in-law. Second. I'm not sure how that works. Hunting buddy 2020, 2019? Yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah. 20... Failed hunting buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's a different story. But Russell came up and he wanted to go up in the South Hills and I think ride his bike or something. Mm-hmm. And so he borrowed my dad's little pickup. And he, oh, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. went up in the South Hills and he was coming back and he got pulled over because he had expired plates. <laughs> and not only were the plates expired, but they'd been expired for like two years. Whoa. So he, the cop was nice and let him go. And he came home and told us the story. And we got looking, all of the car's license plates had expired. <laughs> the registrations were like old. Great. And we're like, what in the world is going on? This is so unlike my dad. So those were the first cues. Now, at the time, my mom was alive, and so she was making up for the forgetfulness that he had. Right. I mean, she covered a lot, but when my mom passed away, all of a sudden, we were thrown right into the reality that my dad wasn't... Something wasn't right with my dad anymore. Mm-hmm. And the trauma, probably, of losing that he mom. experienced, mm-hmm. too, probably was a little bit of a kickstarter, maybe. Yeah. I think all of that together, the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now march forward three years, and here we are. And now I'm going down because my dad, he still thinks he goes out and drives his truck and mows the yard and pitters around outside in the yard and and fixes things Mm -hmm. in the corrals and that kind of stuff. My dad hasn't gone outside and done anything like that for probably two years. Hmm. But in his mind, he does it every day. And in his mind, he goes to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. He probably hasn't gone to church for a year. And as far as like, you know, he doesn't dress, you know, he he wears sweats and a 
t-shirts nice. and the same ones until finally you you have to like totally kind of fight him to get yeah. in to take a shower because he in his mind he thinks he's showering all the time. Luckily, he's got a box of a strange thing podcast oh, yeah. t-shirts in his basement to <laughs> yeah. go through. I left a box of our shirts <laughs> there, and uh, he found them, and and yeah, that was a treasure. He'd nice. wear a new one every day. Good, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, good times. In fact, we we installed some cameras in like some of the most common areas of Dad's house, so we could kind of make sure he doesn't fall and hurt himself yeah. or do something bad. I see him walking around in the the strange thing t-shirts all the mm-hmm. time, and it just makes me have a warm fuzzy. He's so you know? supportive. Yeah, <laughs> my dad loves our show. Yep. He's never heard it, but he loves our show. No, he has. He has listened to it. Has he? Yeah, the because he was on the show. Yeah, we had him do um, little orphan Annie. Little Paul. orphan Annie yeah. came to our house to stay to wash the dishes and wipe the cobwebs away. I'm going to play yeah. it right here. Little orphan Annie by an old guy named John. When he learned it in the fifth grade, many years beyond. Here we go. Little orphan Annie comes to our house to stay to wash the cups and saucers up and brush the crumbs away, to shoo the chickens off the porch and clean the hearth and make the beds and earn a board and keep. And all of us other children, when the supper dishes are done, we sit around the kitchen fire and have the most as fun, a listening to the ghost tales that Granny tell about and the goblins that get you if you don't watch out. There was a little boy who never said his prayers, and he had to go to bed away upstairs. His mama heard him holler, and his pappy heard him scream, and when they turned the covers down, he wasn't there at all. They seeked him in the rafter room and cubbyhole and press. They seeked him in the living room and everywhere, I guess. But all they ever found of him was his pants and roundabouts. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. There was a little girl who always laughed and grinned and made fun of everyone and all of her blood and kin. And once when there was company and old folks was there, she mocked them and she shocked them and said she didn't care. At this she kicked her heels to start to run and hide. There was two big old black things that standing by her side. They snatched her through the ceiling before she knowed what she was about. And the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. Little orphan nanny says when the blaze is blue and the lamp sputters and the wind goes woo, you better mind your parents and your teachers fond and dear and cherish them that love you and dry the orphan's tear and help the poor and needy that cluster all about or the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. I love that. Yeah, that's a great poem. He used to tell that around the campfire and yep. it would scare the crap out of me. And we had a lot of fires at his house too. Yeah, he liked to have bonfires and, and then he had the wood stove and... in the basement. Yep. So we I mean I was in charge I was fireman. Fire starter. Like I I believe that was my job <laughs> the half of my life at least. Yeah, and carrying wood in from yep. the outside and stuff. <laughs> and yeah. he'd always be like, You get three matches. Yes. If, if you, you don't, if you can't start matches. the fire in three matches, your whole family's gonna freeze to death. <laughs> I had a canned propane torch, man. There yeah. was no, I was gonna light that sucker. <laughs> I didn't even need newspaper. I just <laughs> burned the wood. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But you know, here are the good things, the good memories again about a very serious and sad topic. One thing about it is, you know, if you love your relatives or the person that you're dealing with that's going through this stuff you've got to like saturate your life with these good memories right because if you don't it's so discouraging and it can be so overwhelming and it's hard it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work i mean i know there are a lot of husbands that are dealing with that with their wives and a lot of wives that are dealing with that with their husbands right and they don't know how long they can keep it up and keep doing it because at some point they're going to have to go into a a home where somebody can keep them clean and fed right? so they don't hurt. And I think that's the biggest thing right now where I'm at. We're walking this line. We're trying to keep dad in his house where he's comfortable and where he kind of knows where he's at. Because we know as soon as we take him away and put him someplace where he's not aware, then all of a sudden it's going to be hard. And at some point they're going to have to make that hard decision. My loved one, is going to be better off somewhere where people can help them 24-7, where they can make sure that they're getting fed mm-hmm. and they're not sitting there in soiled clothes and getting right. getting bed sores. And ah, that is such a hard thing because, I mean, this is the person you care about and love. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially in, not to be like too personal, but in this situation that you're dealing with, we're dealing with, um, it's like his homestead. It's like his, a lot of his memories, maybe most, are in this house. They built that house in 1965. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a big lot. I've got more memories there than most places in my life. Yeah, me too. I bet you that place is, honestly, that house is probably the most constant thing that I've had mm-hmm. as far as like memories go. Christmas and, because yep. we moved a lot. Mm-hmm. Our family did. We'd always go there for We'd Christmas We'd always go there holidays. for Christmas and holidays. Mm-hmm. Plus, we lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. We did. And mm-hmm. I'd always shoot my BB guns there. So, I have a lot of memories there. I can't imagine having built you that house. You had one of your most terrifying memories there of the children of the corn next door. Afraid uh, that no, the that aliens are going to land. Corn. Was, oh, no. You were a child of the corn. That was signs. Oh, I was a child of <laughs> Yeah. And there was an alien running through there and you were afraid. Yep. One of those. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's the place where all of my dad's memories are tied. Mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but, you know, the vast majority of his memories took place in those in that location. Just to clarify, we've told the signs story, right? I think so. Yeah. Long story short, I was, what, how old? Nine? Nine. Nine. This movie, Signs, with Mel Gibson came out. Really good movie. It is a good movie. Really, really good movie. And the aliens are actually demons. <laughs> the angels or demons? Okay, the aliens are demons. Oh, the aliens. You said angels. Did I? Yeah. But no. that's okay. No, the, the aliens are demons, and I've kind of figured that out over the years, which made it even probably more scary, but we lived on a cornfield, and this movie takes place around a cornfield, yeah. and we drove home from that movie, and it just... <laughs> it My brain was so messed in up. In the room that you lived in at the time, yeah. you could like open the curtains and look out and stare at a field of corn. Yep. Yeah. And it just... It was bad. <laughs> I remember that. That was so funny. Yeah. Traumatized. Maybe but. the first and only movie I've been actually scared of, because I've been pretty brave in movies. Jurassic Park when I was like two. <laughs> well, that one was like a creep fest. I mean, it was... It was jump scare and, yeah, like, mini yeah. little, like, like the hand that comes out of the Oh, under the door. Oh, the... And there. grabs the kid on the face and yeah, suffocates yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, And tries to inject the, the whatever poisonous yeah, gas in and whatever it is. And then the other hand that comes out underneath and the door and he chops the finger off. off. And then later that one comes back. Yeah, isn't... Wasn't he the director or the writer of that? Uh, M. Nai Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Shyamalan Ding Dong, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I think okay. he was the guy that owns the house that was in the... Anyway, yeah, and that's the guy he went that killed back the other and he guy's said wife. That he locked it in the pantry. I locked it in the pantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, see, Good job, we're, we're doing our typical what we got criticized right. for by yeah. Parrot sixty nine. <laughs> What's her name? Polly sixty nine. Parrot sixty nine. <laughs> I don't know why that. Yeah, it's a thing uh, that anyway. sticks in my brain. But anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? Signs. Signs. Signs of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, I was saying that that's the place where all my dad's memories mm. were. Yep. Back was on track. This, this farm that, you know, it was like 40 acres. It wasn't a huge farm. I vaguely remember us loading up a fully decorated Christmas tree. Yep. And throwing and it in the back, back of the U-Haul. moving into that house. And it was like the first thing that come out was a Christmas tree. Yeah. It was right <laughs> at the very back of the U-Haul. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. And we went through a heck of a snowstorm getting yeah. back to... We I lost know. a bumper. Okay, now see we're, what's, we're see what's happening. We're again. going again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. What did that parrot say that we did? Well, we we tell the waitress our birthday or something. Well, no, the no. The waitress she, doesn't need to know our no, name. Yeah, but she says because we what do we do? We um, pontificate. No, she had a word. Defecate. No, it was a word that she used that we were not cynical, not idiotic. Um, we just go off. Like we just did twice. What did she call that? Quirky. Quirky. <laughs> yeah. She said we're quirky. And we were just being quirky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we quirked. Okay. We, yeah, we're quirked. We. <laughs> I swing it like a wrecking ball. Oh, that's twerk. Twerk. Oh. <laughs> Was okay. Nice. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now we got to get back to it. We got to get back to it. Okay. See, we're trying to keep this lighthearted. So back to the whole topic of Alzheimer's. People are going through this stuff. And right now, millions of people are dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Right now. 
just like me, and some of them are just starting on this journey of Alzheimer's care, and some are like towards the end, and it is hard. It is rough. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say my heart goes out to you because I feel yeah. it right now. And your grandmother on mom's side, she mm-hmm. had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And watching that progression was so awful. Yeah. Our good friends, their mom died of Alzheimer's. We watched that whole progression. My wife's grandma, we watched her die of Alzheimer's. And she was probably one of the worst ones because she sat so long mm-hmm. in a facility with no brain ability at all. Yeah. And trying to give her a quality of life was so hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, watching people lose their loved ones while they're still alive mm-hmm. is so hard. Um, there are other diseases out there like ALS. We've had that in our family, yep. Lou Gehrig's disease. And in that one, you lose your body, but your brain still works. Yeah. I mean, that's a horrible disease. Um, it's just, it's just people deal with so much. It's a wonder in this life that we can even have optimism and joy. Yeah. Throw on top of that, not to be all Debbie Downer like our last episode was. Well, we can go down a little bit. Throw on top of all of this stuff, we've got COVID. COVID. We've lost family members to COVID in our family anyway. Yep. And uh, throw on top of that, it's the holidays and you're remembering all these things and it's mm-hmm. even worse. Everything's wrong. It's like, yep. what the f- what? What the flip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we don't want to get too down because I am optimistic. I mean, I have hope. You know, one thing here. Here's a, let's do a little side trail here. Okay, another another. Sport. Yeah, but this is a strange side trail. Okay, okay. This is a this is a pontification side trail <laughs> that I wonder about. Okay. So, say you are getting older, like me, and you have this physiological protein issue. Cr- issue where they're they're defective deformed and they form these fibrils and and your brain starts turning into mush the neurons are encased in some kind of hard thing so they're not functioning right and firing right and you're you can't remember anything and then you throw in your whole spirituality mm-hmm. okay what happens to your soul if you're a person that believes in a soul, what happens to your soul? Depends on what you believe, I guess. I know, but have you ever really thought about it? Kind of. I mean, I kind of have too, but never in this kind of current type of situation. I've wondered like, okay, you go out and you get in a car wreck and you're in a coma and then you die. Mm-hmm. Okay. what? Where's your soul at while you're in a coma? Oh, I see. Where's like the purgatory? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the transition. Well, well, Where's yeah. that but scale if, uh, tip? But over? like when your brain's gone and you have no cognitive function mm-hmm. or very little, like my dad right now who doesn't remember everything, where is his soul? I mean, what's his responsibility as far as his morality goes? Mm-hmm. You know, all these things you wonder about because your essence of who you are is wrapped up in all of these memories and thoughts and your actions, but all of a sudden that changes because of the physiology that's taking place inside of the molecules right. in your brain. Yeah. So what? It, where's your soul at during this? I, I, I know what you mean, and I've thought about that before, not in Alzheimer's perspective, but um, let's say you're a force recon marine that got sure. domed. Yeah, and you have just you brain damage. blown up in a Hummer, and you're, you've got drain damage, mm-hmm. and your frontal lobe is busted, and you're just, now you're yeah. violent. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're you have no patience. You're your personality aggressive, changes. and you're yourself for a little while, mm-hmm. but you can't control these urges to do these other things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or to have these reactions to things. You know, like uh, uh, that movie American Sniper. He goes and like mm-hmm. tries to kill a dog because it was barking at a kid. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. He's a good guy, but then his so brain just snaps. flips. Yeah, mm-hmm. where's his? soul if that's what you believe in where's his humanity Mm -hmm. or his consciousness because is he just different now yeah or is he himself and and part of him is a way you know Mm -hmm. is that what you're getting at kind of yeah and but then i think about too like say my wife's grandma who sat in a chair basically mindless for for a year where was her soul 
is mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, sometimes is it there? Is it processing correctly? But because of the the interface to this dimension, yeah, she can't articulate. So she's there seeing everything behind this this veil, but she's unable to to interact with it. Or is she just does her spirit go somewhere else where she's not even enduring this trauma of seeing herself in such an incapacitated state? It's more like her her body's there and her consciousness is somewhere, somewhere else. else. Right. Right. An, an empty shell that's still alive, but yet maybe the the spirit, the essence of who she is, is no longer there. See, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's very weird. I never thought of that. I've wondered that. You know how that works. I've kind of wondered, you know, I've thought about life as kind of like we are in this, this, well, for lack of a better word, this matrix. And, and we have a connectability to this matrix through this interface called our flesh, mm-hmm. our body, right? Yeah. And if that is discombobulated, if that's messed up or broken, mm-hmm. then we can't communicate through it anymore into this 3D space, into this dimension. Right. But maybe we're still aware of it behind that veil. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you were looking through a TV signal and you can see what's going on through the TV monitor. Maybe it's black and white. Or maybe the, the maybe the picture cuts out altogether, but you still get the audio feed. Well, I picture it kind of like, um, so you finished a level in a racing game, like Super Mario Kart. Okay. You finish the level, but it still makes another lap and you can't control it. But Mario's still just going around the track as you watch, like, who came in first, who came in second. So you're in this other screen, basically, but in the background is Mario still going around this track. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I kind of get where you're going. <laughs> I don't, It's really hard to explain. Yeah. What I kind of wonder is, I feel like we are living in, for lack of a better word, a matrix. And our understanding of what happens in this matrix, because it's the only thing we've experienced so far, is here and now, but it's only the smallest percentage of what we really are and who we are mm-hmm. and where we are. And you know, they say that mathematically we live in 10 dimensions. There are 10 dimensions, but we are only aware of three, maybe four if you throw in time. So I kind of wonder if those other six dimensions, that's the real manifestation of who we are and where we are. Or at least the majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so the connectivity to this fleshly body we have is our neurons and our brains and everything else. But if you think about it, the memories, the essence of who we are isn't that synapse firing. It's somewhere else. Because as we get older and have more experiences, our brains don't get heavier because there's more input. input. Yeah. It's like it's offloading. It's like riding on a hard drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that information is stored somewhere else other than inside the hard drive. It's in the cloud. Right. Yeah. It's there. It's out there. And I kind of wonder if our spirit's kind of like that. Right. And so when our body goes night-night, goes (laughs) away, our essence moves away from it. And I wonder if that maybe is what's happening, that connectivity to this world, this dimension, this matrix is severed, but at the same time, the essence of who we are is still there. So I think about if my dad, who's losing some of that cognitive ability, mm-hmm. but somewhere he's still seeing me and everybody else love him as much as we are to help him through these hard times and that it's stored away for him. So it blesses him, mm-hmm. you know, in the same sense for people that sit there alone, what a trauma that would be to be yeah. aware that there's nothing and nobody for them. Okay, I just went really sad. Yeah, it took a turn. Okay, sorry. So, so, <laughs> so what you're saying is it's like syncing your iPhone to the cloud, mm-hmm. and you've got it plugged into your hard drive as well on mm-hmm. your computer, which I don't think people do anymore. You're supposed to with iPhones have yeah, a computer. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're also dumping a lot of information onto this hard drive, mm-hmm. and then that is getting saved to the cloud. Yep. And it's like you have a really long, bad internet connection. With Alzheimer's right. mm-hmm. or dementia, 
your well, consciousness you, is getting moved okay. up to the cloud, okay, but it's this. still partly on your phone. Let me throw this in right there. Your hard drive gets a virus. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's destroying what's on your hard drive, but all your information is uploaded up. to the cloud. Mm. Yeah. That's presumptuous. Yeah. And then maybe you cannot, maybe you cannot download that to that infected machine mm-hmm. anymore, your body. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that kind of fits the whole virus thing, especially with COVID, right? Yeah. Or if you want to even talk about what we started this concept with, which is Alzheimer's and that protein that suddenly deforms and causes this avalanche of more deformed proteins. And then in the end, you know, after the person dies and expires, they can they can take that brain, dissect the brain, and they can see there are like these hard casings around all the neural network stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like... It's the the brain is like not normal. It's not right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of taking us to the point where we connect to the other strange things that we are getting to. I wanted to talk about the Alzheimer's part because it's a personal part of what's going on. Yeah, right. Like now. you said, it's like a venting mm-hmm. therapy session. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but. It's going to connect, and it connects really well to this thing, and we mentioned it on our podcast two episodes ago. These things called prions. Yeah. Not shrimp. No, not not shrimp. Not prions. Some people actually call them prions. I like prion. I like saying prion. Sounds more Battlestar Galactical. Yeah, you can get online and and, uh, ask for the pronunciation, and you'll find it both ways, prion or prion. Um, But anyway, a prion or prion is basically the same thing. It's a deformed protein. Mm -hmm. It's a protein that at one time is normal and for some reason it gets activated and it folds on itself. And then all of a sudden from that, there is an explosion of deformed proteins that arrive in its wake it like infects everything else and it just explodes and it just radiates through the entire nervous system nervous system it's crazy too because we've talked about it off the mic Mm -hmm. a little bit before and we've noticed that there's not just an uptake in people but there's an uptake in animals too having this a similar type of response to something Maybe yeah. not response, but a similar uh, disorder or a similar protein. In- yeah. So you want to roll back in time and jump from there's a similarity and they're finding a bigger similarity all the time between Alzheimer's cases and cases of prion infection, which is called Crushfield-Jakoff disease, CJD. That, we'll stick with CJD. Yeah, CJD. Okay. So basically what it is, it's a protein molecule. They call it a prion something activates it and it deforms and it and it goes really really fast through the entire nervous system in the body and they die rapidly kind of like small scale or like internal cancer which is kind of the difference between alzheimer's and cjd which is that cjd is very rapid where alzheimer's could take years years and years and it's slower where cjd is very rapid like like people die within a year and I got online and watched some videos, and oh my gosh, it's such a horrible thing because people are aware that something wrong because it, a lot of times it infects their physiological ability to move their arms and their hands, hmm. and so they know that something's wrong. Something's off, yeah. and they're they're shaking weird and they're doing strange things, and it is horrible. Yeah, don't watch videos about that. No, 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 no. I mean, I almost, I almost like yesterday, like pulled a plug on this whole thing. Like, this is too dark. I don't want to go here. Right. CJD cases are still happening, mm-hmm. and they're rare. Um, but at one point, there was an outbreak of it. Hmm. But we'll get into that in our next episode. Okay. The prion disease, CJD, is very, very scary because it is not only rapid, but it is very contagious. Contagious. It is contagious. Which is, I talked a while back about Jurassic Park. Yep. I think it was Jurassic World the second book they go to an island where there's a high density of predators mm-hmm. and they can't figure out why the there's more predators than herbivores or whatever and dr malcolm jeff goldblum um he basically somehow finds out that they were feeding 
all the dinosaurs lamb protein or something mm-hmm. to keep them healthy. Lamb and that was meal. giving them prions. Mm-hmm. And then that was causing the dinosaurs to die younger, which mm-hmm. allowed more like scavengers and predators to be around. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like a similar thing. It's just... Well, and that's kind of another interesting thing about CJD is that that's another way you can get it. You can get it through like human growth hormone or mm-hmm. like corneal transplants or like uh, surgeries that was surgery on a, like a nervous system or something where the implements weren't sterilized enough. And that's another mm-hmm. thing about prions are really, really, really hard to kill. Crazy. So another way you can get it is by eating contaminated meat. Mm, like mm-hmm. hamburger? Like hamburger. Or steak. Pick your... Pick like your, a euro from Euroshack? Pick your mammal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, any kind of creature can get some kind of prionic malady where they have... I mean, it's mad cow disease. It's also uh, scrapey in sheep or mm. wasting disease in deer and elk and moose. No. Yep. Yeah. No. It's all the same kind of Don't thing. Do but this it's these to me. prionic protein... Yeah. So which we should say, what the origin of prion, do you know what the origin of prion is? Aliens. (laughs) The word, how do they get the word prion? Pry, um, to lift using leverage on a top something. Use leverage to get on top of something. I don't know. (laughs) It actually comes from protonaceous infectious particle. And that's where they developed the word prion or prion. Okay. Yeah. So PR... Protonaceous, I infectious particle. Particle. I don't know where they get the. Maybe like ion. They mix it all up. Yeah, ion. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it comes from that. That's that's where they get the word prion. Okay. Or prion. And I don't know why that's important, but anyway, it has to do with protein. Protonaceous. It's the protein Mm. that deforms. And I did a little research on it. it. And what's weird about it in in prions and also in Alzheimer's, because it's the same thing. It's a protein molecule that deforms and causes these hard, rigid structures hmm. um, called fibrils. And these things basically clog up the works in Alzheimer's. But in prionic diseases like uh, CJD, mm-hmm. it basically destroys the cells and they leave these holes inside the brain. It's sponge-like. That's why they call, Mm. you know, this disease, mad cow disease, they call it a bovine sponge form encephalopathy. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. That's a hell of a name. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It is. So mad cow disease is similar to CJD? Yes. I mean, because it's a protein molecule that deforms. It, oh, okay. it does the same thing. But anyway, that's we're going to get into that in future episodes. I wanted to keep this one up towards Alzheimer's because that's kind of how this whole thing started for me. Right. Because of my dad. Then I saw this article, this connection between cattle mutilations, UFO abductions, and prions, and Alzheimer's. And that kind of clicked all these things together. And I was like, I couldn't quit thinking about this stuff. Right. And you were like, Dad, what are you doing? This is all really stupid stuff. I didn't say that. It's really not very fun stuff no, to talk it's, about. It's not Sasquatches. It's not. It's, <laughs> but in some ways, it's, it's more nefarious. More, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink if you're playing or drinking it. Which we haven't said for a long time. If you do drink, drink responsibly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough said. What are the like phases of Alzheimer's? Well, as far as I understand, they've broken down the stages of Alzheimer's into basically seven different stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one is no impairment. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? And that could happen, yeah. you know, 15, 20 years before anything starts. And then you have very, you know, very mild cognitive decline. Okay. And then the next one would be mild cognitive decline. And then you have moderate cognitive decline. And that could also be classified a lot of times as early stage dementia. They're pretty general. Yeah, right? you kind of can see it's just a progression, mm-hmm. it seems like. And then you have moderately severe cognitive decline, which is the early mid-stage of dementia. And then you have severe cognitive decline, which is late mid-stage dementia. And then you have very severe cognitive decline which is late-stage dementia. Um, Mm. You know, my dad is probably what... He'd probably be in, like, the... 
he'd be in the severe cognitive decline right now mm-hmm. because he can't remember five minutes ago. Right. When you go and talk to him, he'll talk. Maybe he'll ask you every five minutes what day it is. Mm, gotcha. And then he won't remember. But you ask him what year they built the house in. Oh, he's got that backstory yeah. locked down. It's down. Yeah. You, you ask him questions about how he met mom. He he knows all that. Mm-hmm. He remembers a lot of the names of the people that he dealt with in his uh, practice. Right. I mean, that's really, really weird. That's what's so hard. If you didn't know him very well and you went and sat mm-hmm. down with him for five minutes and You'd had just a conversation. think he's nostalgic. Yeah. You would have yeah. no clue. You would have no clue that he had any kind of impairment whatsoever. Crazy. He, yeah. he uses big words. Um, you know, it's funny. He's He's got a sense of humor. A mm-hmm. lot of the jokes are the same ones you've heard many times before. Yeah. But if you ask him, you know, who's president or what year it is or what car he's driving now, he doesn't know. Right. Yeah. He'll just give you whatever answer pops up in there. Right. So anyway, those are the seven stages. They kind of are self-explanatory. Yeah, they, they're what you would, I guess, expect from like a degenerative disease. Yeah. Just kind of basic, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And well, what's really scary, well, I don't even know if it's scary. What's really weird is like you have, as you age, a natural loss of memory and thoughts and all of those yeah. kinds of things. You're just not firing on all cylinders Your hard like drive, you were. hardware gets outdated. Yeah, and so some of that, those first couple, three stages, it's really hard to say, well, that's uh, dementia yeah. or Alzheimer's because... You don't know. It could just be natural. But then when it gets into like the fourth and fifth stage where it's a little more progressed, mm-hmm. then you have different kinds of dementia it could be. And God forbid that we go there. If we do, well, I hope it's kind of like my dad because at least he's happy. Yeah. And he doesn't remember the things that are bad. Yeah, there's peace <laughs> in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, there's peace. And you know, one thing my dad always does, he always talks about life is good. He always mm-hmm. says... You know, it's okay. You know, it's a little hard without your mom here, but life is good. Mm. And he always says, God is good. You know, and I think just having that hope hope, and also just that that's been such a part of his life that that carries through and it gives him a lot of mm. peace and stuff. So he's not, he's not frustrated and angry like a lot of people that have Alzheimer's. As they start to be aware that something's wrong, they get angry. Some of them get violent. Right. Um, and I'm just so thankful he's not. <laughs> it makes you wonder too, you know, kind of based on what we talked about earlier, um, where does his consciousness dwell? Yeah. Is it in his reactions to forgetting or is his consciousness beyond that? Yeah. Does that make any sense? It does kind of. Yeah. So maybe his his Matrix Neo guy mm-hmm. is forgetting these things and, and kind of repeating but maybe that's just a glitch in the matrix as his consciousness is moving somewhere else. And it doesn't make it any better to see maybe for the still in the matrix character, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but maybe, you know, as they work through this hard time and, Uh and they're forgetting and they're asking the same questions and they're getting frustrated because they don't know what day it is or whatever. Maybe that's just their avatar. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's just their, NPC or their virtual presence and their actual cognitive. I mean, if you believe in ghosts or you believe in anything, spirit or a soul, maybe their soul is somewhere else. Just kind of being happy that you as a person are making an effort to interact. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Well, you know, one thing that's kind of weird to think about is if we're all living in the matrix and then suddenly you pop out of it then the things that were so important to you inside the matrix aren't really real anymore. You know, they don't mean as much. They don't matter. You're on to bigger and better things. So I I hope that too is if if you're transitioning, that maybe you're aware on the other side that everything Mm. that's in this little virtual world isn't that important anymore. It's not as big a deal because everything else is so much grander on the other side. Yeah. I find myself doing that a lot now that I'm getting older. Yeah. I think just as you age, you, you start to do this naturally, but think about things stuff. that I cared about when I was younger are mm-hmm. starting to just become null and void. Somebody taking French fries off my plate. Mm-hmm. That's commonplace now. Well, that still pisses me off. Yeah, it 
I hate. I I had a hard time sharing my French fries with you kids, because <laughs> I would like to like time out every bite of hamburger with my French fry, <laughs> and if I got to the end of my burger and I didn't have any fries left, I would be so upset because you ate three or mom so took two. I think I'm just more advanced. You are probably. <laughs> yeah, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. The the way that um, maybe we store the milk. Mm-hmm. I want to put it in the fridge door shelf. Other people in my house put it on the the main shelf. Or like the most important question of all time, toilet paper over or under? Right, exactly. And when you get older, you're just like, eh, you know what? doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have... I care more about the relationship we have outside of the refrigerator. You know? (laughs) Yeah. You start to prioritize things. And maybe in a weird way that kind of associates to or is associated with Alzheimer's where... You stop caring so much about your day-to-day, and it's almost like a state of nirvana. Like you've, you're reaching nirvana where mm-hmm. the the spider on the floor, or the dirty house, that stuff doesn't bother you so much. It's more about your, your being. You've let go of all the earthly things, and you're starting to ascend into... Transcendence. Yeah, you're just becoming more peaceful as a person, and maybe that reflects into the real world that will the quote-unquote real world that we live in as like Alzheimer's forgetfulness. But maybe it's just a part of aging and, you know, letting go of all these earthly things and starting to move on to something greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. Could be. You know, we really went esoteric there. We really went like into new age esotericism. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just was like totally zenned out. (laughs) (laughs) It is so weird to think about because you're, you want answers. You want to understand. Mm -hmm. And then if you have like, if you do believe that we are more than just a biological entity that's just going to die and that's it. Mm -hmm. If you believe there's more to you, if you have a soul or spirit or power or some kind of connectivity to the universe as energy or whatever you want to call it. Then you wonder, what? how does this play out? How does this work? Right. And uh, it's fun to ponder. It's kind of creepy to ponder. Yeah, a little bit. But it's human nature to ponder. That's true. Yeah. Hey, you know, one thing I wanted to say while I'm thinking about it is we were talking about mad cow disease in humans, the CJD, mm. Crutchfield-Yakoff disease, right? Yeah. And Alzheimer's, and that they're very similar. Um, there was actually a study done where they dissected the brains of people that had died of Alzheimer's. And 13% of those people that were diagnosed with Alzheimer's and died, it turned out upon the dissection of their brain that they actually had CJD. They actually had Kreshfield yakov disease or mad cow disease. They had the prion associated with mad cow disease and not the protein molecule that is associated with Alzheimer's. I just found that very, very interesting. Yeah, interesting. So an eighth of the people who are diagnosed as having Alzheimer's actually have actually mad cow have disease. Mad disease. Or died of CJD. Isn't that weird? And so that kind of gets us to the point where we can start talking about this other path towards prions and CJD and bovine sponge form encephalopathy. Okay. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a lot of other things too. And we're going to talk about the connection of cattle mutilation to all this. Oh boy. And we're going to go deeper and further beyond. But and Sasquatch to yeah. cattle mutilation to, ca- to, to <laughs> yeah. cattle mutilation. Yeah. But I thought this is a good way to start. We're working backwards. I think most people talk about maybe where everything started. We're talking about where things are right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work backwards. Yeah. Because that's what got us into it. Yeah. And we're a little backwards kind of people. Yeah, we're a little messed up. Yeah, sometimes. You especially. Yep. But anyway, I don't know. I think we, we've got an episode here. I think we can jump out and we can yeah, we can not? get into the next uh, episode. Next time we'll talk more in depth about prions. And we maybe will talk a little more in depth how the marriage of prions and Alzheimer's are actually a lot closer than a lot of people want to believe. And I'll just leave with this one little tidbit. Uh Uh-oh. There is a very real possibility that Alzheimer's, like prion diseases, like CJD, 
is also infectious. Mm. So there you go. We can talk about that more on the like prion side. Yes. But I have a little bit of knowledge about these protein infections um, just based on the uh, hunting atmosphere that I tend to dwell in. Yes. The uh, wasting thing. Mm-hmm. Which we should save. Exactly. I'm, I'm holding out. Yeah, you're holding out. But the idea that you could catch Alzheimer's, not because of your genetics, but that you could actually have come in contact with something that causes you to get Alzheimer's. Because you didn't wear a mask. <laughs> don't know about that. Let's not go there either. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's very similar to a virus. I mean, one of the one of the things about Alzheimer's and prions is that it really, really was a mm-hmm. confusion for people that were trying to figure this out. I mean, it has been studied now for years and years, trying to figure out what these things are and why it's happening. The whole prion thing, uh-huh. I'm not going to lie, kind of gives me like a zombie vibe. Well, it totally is. It, it totally like does. Like this weird thing that just triggers a weird part of the brain and just shuts it down. And like, yeah. Well, and you lose control of your mental abilities and a lot of your mm-hmm. physical. Well, you wonder, what if it just turned off your ability to reason and to not act primal? But only left your primitive primal yeah, like rabies desires. Kinda. Yeah. yeah, and so all you wanted to do was eat, eat, drink, sleep, sleep, and have sex. Yeah, and you were just an animal. Sounds like every day, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So anyway, I thought this was an interesting conversation. It's going to get more strange, and we're going to try to keep it light as we go. And like we said at the very start. If you're in the throes of this right now, our heart goes out to you. I mean, I I almost could burst into tears right now because I know it is so hard for people. Yeah. So my thoughts and my prayers are with you. And um, I hope the best for your loved one. And most of all, I hope and pray for their peace and that they have happiness and joy. And that they don't hurt and suffer. Yeah. That that is the main thing for me. And if... If it doesn't work out that way, which is a real possibility, hopefully the whole Nirvana thing can bring some light into the that they're not actually the the physical body that you're looking at. They're they're somewhere else they're enjoying on. something yep. much more pleasurable. And, yeah, I like and, that idea a lot. Yeah. All right. Anyway, on that bombshell, it's time for us to end. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so join us next time for some less depressing and some cold drinks. And some strange conversations. You got it. (laughs) Taters. Taters.